This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Hawkside Guns. Um, I've got two pieces of Hawkeye Guns news. Uh, this week are, we'll start with the most dramatic. Are we starting with the technical difficulties? We are going to start with the technical difficulties. If you recall, I think it was last cast. Last cast. Yeah, last cast. I've had it for like a week and a half, okay? Uh, maybe a week. Okay, no, uh, wait a minute. I have to interrupt because you do realize that you spent most of last cast railing about how awesome this was. And it is. It's great, except for this one slight issue. So let me let me give you a uh, a quick overview. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, if you rewind me a week ago, a week ago in a day, you will find a very different human being, and that human being had just received an SDS Imports ARTO two. And uh, which is the SDS Imports camouflaged automatic 12 gauge shotgun. It retails for 289 and came with three chokes and different pistons. And it was it was really a well behaved gun. I mean, it shot great. I, I loved it. Since then, I've shot it probably I don't know. I put about three ish hundred rounds through it. Not quite. Maybe maybe and, a little and, bit more. And what was the magic number? Uh, well, the magic number was uh, somewhere right before 300, right? Because I stopped on that. I remember vividly uh, that I stopped before I finished the rounds for the 300th round box, right? So I had been through a few, uh, but on the sixth box... Uh, I was going to say, was there an event that made you stop? There was an event. Uh, yeah, that is that is an excellent word for it. Uh an unplanned event, even. So uh, we're shooting clays on the field like we always do, and and this uh, this day we had just started shooting for the day, and I was probably I don't know twenty ish rounds in. It felt like you know how sometimes when you're shooting, and this goes for almost everything. Sometimes you have a particularly hot round go through the gun. You're like, oh crap, factory loaded that one a little hot. Or, or even then, you get like you 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 just didn't grip it to your shoulder the right way just something just something it just gets you it felt a little hot and and not like in in heat but just in in the the round felt overcharged or something it's something kicked back a little harder than it than it normally does i was like huh that was weird and it was the end of my turn so i put the gun on the back of the truck and and it's uh, i we shoot in soft bags and I zip them all, all the way open so that they're kind of laid open filleted like a butterfly so you can just have a nice pad to throw your gun on in the back of the truck well I threw my gun on the back of the truck on its case and I noticed I had some smudge uh, you know some little smudge on the barrel and I'm like oh man what did I drop it already or did I get it in the mud what the hell's wrong with this thing and I ran my hand or my thumb over the tip of the barrel right about two inches back from the open edge and i realized that not only was that not smudged but uh the barrel had a bulge in it now and that wasn't dirt it was the expansion of the wrap around the barrel and it just made it gray 
And uh, I sent Jake a couple pictures of it as well. And um, I was like, okay. Well, there's your problem. Well, there's your problem right there, as our friend Beef would say. Like, what the hell, man? It's bulged out like, I don't know, four millimeters? And then I stick my finger on the other end of it. Now, of course, it's unloaded and everything. I'll put loaded guns back in the back of the truck. And I stick my finger down in there, and I realize I can feel threads. And I look at the end of the barrel, and I take a picture of it, because I just can't believe what I'm seeing. I shot the choke out of the gun, and it bu- and it built up enough pressure that it bulged the barrel on the way out and blew the, the mobile choke completely out of the gun. I have, to this day, not found it. Well, we are. We have left out the important question. Did you at least hit the clay? You know, I did. <laughs> I don't know if I hit it with the choke or not, but <laughs> uh, the choke is gone. We looked everywhere. We thought maybe it was close, you know, or whatever. But no, no, that thing's that thing's out of here. Um, and you know, my first impulse is, oh my god, did I forget to tighten the choke? But then I remembered, like I I cleaned it the night before. And you know, did some, you know, serious cleaning on it and everything because we had run a couple hundred rounds through it, and I wanted to make sure I had it clean for the next day because we were going out with a bunch of people, and and a lot of people were excited to shoot the cheap semi-auto. And I had a couple of rounds with it, and I remember the night before tightening the choke as as good as it would go because I knew it was going to have a big day in the morning. So it wasn't that the choke was loose or that it was half out or anything like that. It just, I I don't know what happened. (laughs) I really don't. Uh, But I've never had that happen. I've heard that it can happen, but I've never physically done it before. So uh, that was a new one on me. Uh, tomorrow we're taking, uh, I'm taking it back to the, uh, dealer from which it came to see if they're going to do anything about it. I, I'm sure they're just going to go, nah, user error, that, suck that, it. Uh, well, actually the dealer typically won't, who you really have to reach out to is SDS. Yeah. Well, and that's what we're going to do, uh, and, because they're, it's a distributor, uh, type of thing only. So they, you know, the dealer will have to reach back to the distributor and, and everything, but, if they're like most of the dealers I know, they're not even going to reach back to the dealer. They're going to look at you and say, "Call the dealer." Probably, or call the distri- uh, you know the manufacturer or whatever. Yeah, like, it's like you could have been killed. I'm like, well, that's highly unlikely. But <laughs> you know, like, well, th- this is also why I've complained about all of these inexpensive uh, bullpup shotguns out there. You know, and this is this is not something I, I've shot. I don't know, at this point, close to 100 shotguns of varying shapes and sizes and long barrel guns with chokes in them. I've never had this problem. I've never seen it physically happen before. I don't know what could have happened. Obviously, the choke had a problem because it's what caught, and it's right at the edge of where the choke was. So, obviously, the choke caught the shot cup on the way out, and it you know, the gas going behind it, you have a choice. Either the barrel will deform, the the choke will break and come past it, or the barrel will banana. If it's completely blocked, the barrel will banana out and just, just blow up. I didn't have, one, I didn't have really enough pressure to, to make something like that go. Two, there's still a big cylinder in the middle of it, so all the shot came out and, and everything, but I think the... I think actually what happened is the shot cut got stuck 
underneath, underneath the ring of the choke for some somehow, uh, and it it just bulged the barrel until it got enough pressure to blow the choke out the gun. And it was it was not really as dramatic as you'd think it was. I mean, it I thought really I shot an oversized load, or or somebody had put a a double up buck in the gun or you know in the box of of well it's shells. it's not it's not unheard of we've talked about my epic with all the extra 380 i ended up with in the nine millimeter box before and how that fucked up you know <laughs> exactly and you're like okay i, I thought maybe okay because i looked at i oh wow so i i picked up all my shells because we keep our shell we don't just throw our shells on the ground or our hulls on the ground we throw them in a bucket so we can put them in it with a trash bag in it so I, I we only had been shooting for a little bit, so it was really easy to just go in the bucket and look at all the hulls, and no, all of them were marked the same. It was all the same brand, all the same stuff, and I mean, it was just number seven and a halfs doing twelve fifty five. I mean, it wasn't. It was just target load, right? Or if you want to call it dove load, I, I mean, it wasn't heavy. So I we don't we don't know. We can't figure what happened. I mean, I guess it's possible that the 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 threads on the the choke unwound a little bit or you know or were a little loose and just let the choke back out on you a little bit but after 20 rounds that's highly unusual I, i'll say it that way um you're more technically astute with these things than i am is there any possibility that the choke itself just wasn't machined all that well and had enough extra thing that just kind of caught somewhere along the line it's possible yeah yeah, it's possible. It, it's the choke could have been deformed. Uh, it could have. Uh, it, it, there's there's any number of things that could happen. And honestly, that's why I wanted to find it so I could see kind of what happened to it because a lot of that will tell you what happened, right? Man, that thing gone. <laughs> I mean, there's it's no probably, telling. It's, it's probably at the bottom of the lake at this point. Oh, uh, there, there's there's no telling. I mean, there's no telling. No, We're shooting. Probably a- Probably a water moccasin making love to it at the moment. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Um, wherever it is, I can tell you that uh, it's not anywhere we can find it because we looked for that thing for like 20 minutes once we found out what happened. So uh, what I think is, is going to do or what happened is is kind of immaterial at this point. Uh, my my The, the guy who, who gave me the gun is just beside himself with with grief uh, about it. He's, he's very upset about it. And I'm like, dude, it's, it's okay. You know, like nobody got hurt. It was kind of funny. I'll get some mileage out of it on a podcast, but he's indignant. He's, he's just like, damn it. <laughs> you know? So bring it in Monday. I want to, I want to go down there and talk. I'm like, look, you can do that, but they're just going to tell you to go fuck yourself and <laughs> go call the manufacturer. He's like, I'm going to do that. Cause he still has a receipt for it. Right. Yeah. They're, but they're probably going to point to a sign at the wall that says all sales are final. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it's like, like, dude, it's. Have you ever tried going to a manufacturer about a gun problem like this, especially about a choke blowing out a gun or something? They're just gonna say it's user error and, and go screw yourself. So, I'm pretty sure that's what they're gonna do. Once you get back to the manufacturer, that's what they're gonna do. There, there's in a slight, slight possibility that they're gonna send you a new barrel. Maybe. If they don't, he's like, well, what if they don't? You know, and I'm like, well, then I'm going to cut four inches off the thing, mount the sight back on it, and it's going to be a cylinder bore coil gun. <laughs> Real tough to shoot the choke out of it if, if it don't have a choke. No choke. 
so I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, instead of a 26 inch barrel, I have a 24 or, you know, a 23 or whatever it is, or 22. I, I, I don't care. It's not that big a deal, man. It's, it's just, I, I'm glad it didn't banana on me, you know, and, and banana peel on me. Uh, that, that would have been very bad. That can, can kill people, uh, just from the shrapnel and, and stuff like that. But you can take the barrel all the way down and have another gun for the house. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, just take it down to an 18 and a half. (laughs) Oh, oh, I, that's not where I was going with that. (laughs) No, Jake, we don't do that. (laughs) Or or we, we don't admit to it on a broadcasted podcast. Bad Jake. (laughs) No, 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 I wouldn't do that. Besides, I, I, you know, I have one for that. I've got my rock Island for that. It's, it's fantastic. Um, but it's, it's kind of pointless to have a, yeah, but you don't have the one with the shaped gun. all the way down to the point where it'll take out the entire hallway for you. You know as well as I do, shotguns don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just trolling me. Uh, another thing that uh, that happens. So we're gonna see what happens with that and everything. I still like the gun. I, you know, it's it's nice, it's cheap, and and yeah, it's got some weirdness to it. I had to take a file to it, and in, in like the bolt charging handle and some of the other places where it cuts your fingers when you grab it. But other than that, it's been great. Uh, <laughs> other than the barrel exploding, it's been fine. I should I should be more fair than that. Bulging and blowing the choke out of it. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna hold reservation on that uh, and on SDS. Well, I, 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 the, the, be, the, being the best part about it is you, you literally spent half a podcast last time talking about how awesome this thing was. It starts this one with. Uh, we have to walk that back just a bit. We have to walk that back a little bit. Uh, do, do, was, do, a, do a Pasaki circle around to it. Yeah, I was super excited about it and everything because I was so excited. I'm like, wow. These things are getting inexpensive, you know, and and people will be able to walk into these fantastic firearms that that they can do cool things with. And, and, you know, it's sort of like going to Harbor Freight for tools. It's are they the best? No, of course not. You know, uh, can you break them? Of course you can. Will they stand up to something like a Mac or a snap on or or one of those other tools? Well, no. Uh, unless you get the the higher end ones that cost more, you know the Icon from from Harbor Freight is an excellent series. I like their hand tools; they're they're very comparable to like Snap On or a Mac or something. However, yeah, we don't do much in in my house. Most of the stuff tools I have came from Walmart. <laughs> Even still, right? The, the can Walmart brand tools or Hart brand tools, which is the same, it's made in the same factory as as a lot of the the Chinese stuff. You know the finest Chineseium, you know, and it's it's not <laughs> it's not the best. <laughs> but will it fix the car, or, or or fix a shelf, or help you fix an appliance or a toaster if it breaks? Yeah, of course it will. And if it breaks, throw it away and get another one. I thought this is where we were headed with automatic shotguns. Okay, it broke. You know, screw it. It's two hundred dollars. You know, we'll figure it out. And that's kind of still how I feel about it. The the only problem is this wasn't a jamming issue or, or you know, like a, a cycling issue or, you know, the sights didn't fall off of it or it wasn't a bad uh, wrap job or anything like that. No, the barrel almost exploded. That's kind of a problem. <laughs> it's not one of those things. It's, I, it's it's a little bit of one. I mean, you know, you're not this isn't typically supposed to happen with a firearm that's only 300 rounds in that you, they usually won't even talk to you. If you have a problem until you're 300 rounds in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's, this is, this is not what they meant by a break in period. Yeah. 
let's hope it isn't. But uh, this isn't, uh, it isn't what I expected to be a problem. I thought perhaps a loading issue or a jamming issue or uh, something would fall off the gun. I didn't think the barrel would almost explode. That's, that's a new one. I've never seen that happen. So uh, I was, I was, um, I casually zipped it back up and put it back in the gun or put it back in the truck and grabbed the uh, Beretta out to go finish the rest of the day, which did brilliantly as it always does. Now, did, did, did Buana have a catchy comment on this one? No, he was freaked out. Oh, he was freaked out. He's like, son, that could have killed you. I'm like, yeah, but it didn't. It's okay. You know, he's like, that could have killed you. I think he was just scared more than anything else uh, that it happened because he's he's been around malfunction. I mean, he was in the military. He was in Vietnam. He was in you know places where malfunctioning firearms did kill people, and that was that's he's it's a pet peeve of his. So at that's this, understandable. Yeah, I mean, and and he's looking at his his eldest son going, "Wow, that gun nearly killed him. Don't use that anymore." <laughs> so. Uh, that's how he viewed it. I think that's probably a little extreme, but then again, the the metal did bulge, and and the barrel does have a big kind of or a little marble in it. Uh, so okay, I mean that's kind of warranted. I, I see where he's coming from on that. So uh, yeah, he was just very happy. I put it back in the damn bag. <laughs> then he said no more about it, which is I know how. Like he he I know him and like. When he doesn't tease me at all about it, he was scared. Uh, it was it was very worrying to him, and then it's I guess rightfully so. If it had happened to Kayla, I'd have been very upset as well, uh, especially on a brand new gun. Uh, but uh, anyway, the uh, the other so we're gonna take a look at that and see what's going on with it. I'll uh, further updates to come. Uh, the other thing that happened to me is I'm uh, I'm down a gun. Oh, I didn't know if we were gonna talk about your loss. Yeah, well. Life happens, and uh, I needed some liquidity very recently, and I lined all my guns up, kind of a little firing squad, so to speak, and looked at the ones that uh, I needed a couple grand for for life that happens, and I I looked around and I and of course Shannon was like sell the Ithaca, you know I'm like no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, would, would that have even covered what you needed, though? Well, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, yeah, probably the the uh, the the new one or the you know the thirty seven with the the stone walnut stock and all the rest of that stuff. It's it's really pretty, and and um, I haven't restored it yet. But when I do, it'll probably be worth a couple grand. However. As I have said on this cast more than once, I've been chasing that gun for five, six years. I was not going to sell it after because I couldn't replace it. I mean, I can't go out and just buy another one of those. They're they only in that stock in that pattern for that year with the slam fire and all the rest of the stall, the rest of the thing in the in the solid rib and everything. They only made twelve of them, dressed out like that. Twelve, I checked. Like, what are the odds I'm going to get one of the other ele- surviving 11, right? If they are indeed surviving, like, you don't know. So, no, I'm not going to sell that. 
and I looked around, and and I have several expensive shotguns that that would cover this, and I, I I looked at it and looked at it and looked at it, and I was like, well, crap. The one I don't shoot, the one that stays in the closet and is just kind of a hanger queen, was the Fab Arm, and it was sad. <laughs> I was sad. Uh, was there the sound of taps being played as you put it into the bag to take to be sold? A little bit. I was just like, damn it. Because I needed the money, and, and I, I, you know, like I said, life happens, and you kind of have to do this. And I, I had always said that these things are, are investments and cash, you know, liquid. You can make them liquid cash and everything, and, and I looked at them in that, in that way, and, and I had to put my money where my mouth is. Now, uh, all that to say, I did, however, get a couple of things out of it. One, I got more than I paid for for it. Two, it went to a good acquaintance of mine, or I wouldn't say necessarily friend. He's a guy I shoot with, and he uh, he has no intention of selling it and said if I ever had the money, I could buy it back from him, and he would have no problem with that. And if he ever decided to sell it, I would get first, you know, first turn down. So that's about as good as you could, a situation as you could probably get for for that. I just didn't walk down to the gun store, turn it in, and be like, <laughs> and, you know, cry like Dee Dee from shame, you know, or from fame. Uh, that's that really wasn't how it went. I mean, I did like I was a little upset about it because uh, you hey, hate to lose a gun. That's why my PPK went to my brother. Yeah, I mean, it's like, look, this stays in the family. <laughs> don't like if you're gonna sell it, bring it, but just tell me. And and that's kind of how it is. I mean, it would have been like if it had been something you wanted, I'd have sold it to you, you know, because you you would have at least told me, hey, I'm going to sell this. Do you want it back? And oh no, you I'd and I been fine. exchanged that kind of stuff before. Yeah, and, you know, how many times have I have said I had something? You're like, I no no. no if you're ever gonna sell that one, <laughs> you call me. <laughs> and with the Henry, you did. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, hey, do you want this? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> do you have the money? Almost. <laughs> I'll find it. Don't worry. Just just send it. I have this much money. Is this going to work? Yes, this, that'll work fine. Um, so well, I, I mean, it, the other thing was is I wasn't in a hurry. So it was kind of like, you know, dude, take your time. Relax. It's okay. <laughs> but, I mean, we've we've done that kind of stuff. I just didn't think you were probably in the market for a $2,000 uh, no, handgun. No. If we were talking about a handgun of some fashion or form, it may have been a shit can i find a way you know <laughs> like for example if you ever decide you want to get rid of your beretta call me yeah, exactly you know, like we'll figure something out okay <laughs> uh, well the, the other thing is I, as i sent you the thing are you uh, did you find yourself interested in a clone of the 30, 380 beretta i do i do i think that's neat looking uh the the because uh, as soon as you sent it i was like Oh wow, that does look like a cheetah. Yeah, but it's made by I think it's Sat. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, something some some weird. But Turkish but, company. Yeah, it's a Turkish type thing. But it's it does look like in this. I will be. Uh, let me say this: just because the SDS imports is made from Turkey does not mean that it is a right off the bat does not mean it's a shitty gun. Yes, it happens to be made in Turkey, but there's Turkish guns and then there's Turkish guns. But well, there's American-made guns, and then there's American-made guns. Yeah, I mean, 
Just because it's made somewhere does not necessarily make it fantastic. Uh, there's the, hell. <laughs> I think skies are made in the U.S. Uh, that's the, I was a, totally looking that up. I'm like, where is sky made? Because <laughs> that was gonna be my thing. Oh yeah, place of origin, United States, Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, Why does the fact that they're made in Daytona not surprising <laughs> to me in the it's least? It's not surprising at all. Oh, it's not. No. Isn't that sad, though? Because you're just like, well, that's, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I, I, I know this is a little bit of an aside, but far be it for us to run into tangents. But it, it's funny that I go to look at the different uh, websites for uh, wholesales that I can actually purchase from. Sure. And... The first several pages are all Smith and Wesson, and then you've got uh, the other manufacturers in between, and then the last like five pages are Skies. Well, <laughs> the the Sky, I I've I've tried to like this guy. I really have because it's cheap, and it's small. And you can find it anywhere, and it comes in all kinds of different configurations and colors and stuff and everything. But have you? I mean, you shot them. You know what kind of trigger those things. No, I actually, I actually haven't even had the cojones to shoot one. I pulled the trigger on that thing once, just dry firing it. Went no, no. Yeah, it's it's not good, dude. It's not good. No, I can't. Like, I'd buy a high point before I bought that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, at least that's rugged. <laughs> you know, at least at least that's not going to break on you the or, first or, time. Or even if it, it does, you can, you can beat somebody to death with a high point. With What are you going to do with a little plastic sky? It's it's just a terrible, terrible gun. It's not, I, I don't like them. They do, they jam regularly. Uh, they have an awful trigger. It's, it's not a, a great thing. Like... And I have no, and don't get me wrong, I have no problem with cheap, small 380s. I carry a Taurus Spectrum, which is really only about $35 more expensive than a Sky. But at the same time, I can tell you that the Spectrum is, the fit and finish is better. The trigger is worlds better. It's not the best trigger in the world, but it's better. Uh, It's, it's... Just a better made, better designed firearm, and it was still a hundred and ninety dollars or something like that, brand new, out of the box. A, a Taurus Spectrum is what I would refer to as functional. Yes, a, a Sky is a unbridled piece of shit. <laughs> What's the term? Uh, the the the, the uh, garbage rod. It's it... <laughs> well, that's a Mosin. <laughs> yeah, but it could be applied here. Uh, it's uh, it, it's just not mm, no. So I don't have problem with inexpensive guns. And and like your to your point to walk that back around, uh, just because it's made in a specific country doesn't necessarily mean it's fantastic or crappy. Uh, there's guns that that people have crapped on for years. Like uh, uh, give you another fine example. Just because it's made in Japan doesn't mean, uh, and it's a firearm, doesn't mean that it's crappy. In fact, there's a lot of guns in the 60s and 70s that were made in Japan that were nothing short of exceptional. Hell, you know, you start thinking about things made in, like, for example, the Eastern Bloc, Czechoslovakia and Bulgaria (laughs) and stuff like that. And the worst part about it is they made amazing handguns. All that CZ clone stuff coming out of it. Well, not only that, yeah, the CZ itself. 
they made yeah. excellent firearms. And then throw in the fact that what little, what little people know is the entire XD series from Springfield is made in Croatia. <laughs> uh, the Belgians made a lot of Browning stuff. I, I, I wonder how you spell grip zone in Croatian. <laughs> you know, there had to be some Croatian designer in there going, they want to put what on that? What does that mean? Surely it can't mean that. Like, and somebody translated it for him. Surely it can't mean that. The Americans need it labeled? Because you know they didn't sell them anywhere else. It says Cryptone in English on the side of the gun. It's not a big thing in Colombia or Spain or... Or France or Italy or something like that. Grip zone, you know, like I, I, I don't know. <laughs> German guy, what does grip zone mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> grip zone, yeah. I mean, just I, I don't like the Austrians are laughing at us. You know, it's it's not. <laughs> It's not our proudest moment. As well, the, the, then again, the Austrians are also looking at the XD series going, and they call our guns a brick. <laughs> they say our Now, I will say this. If you covered up Grip Zone, it was a really neat looking gun. Oh, it's a neat looking gun, but it's a brick. Oh, well, no, clearly. <laughs> 100%. Okay. You're not going to get any argument here. It's It's a complete brick. It's it's at least a well-designed, neat-looking brick compared to, like, a Glock 30, which is just a brick. You know, I have tried over and over and over to like Glocks because I know that there's so much you can do with them, and I know that you can dress them out to make one of the finest shooting firearms available. I know that you can do that, but... The problem is, every time I think that I want to take that on as a project, and I do the math, I just go, I just wind up going, well, why don't I just buy a SIG that does all those things out of the box? <laughs> like, uh, I could yeah. buy a SIG and just spend about the same amount of money and probably be happier with the firearm. Uh, oh, you know, I'm not going to argue with you on that. I know there is somebody who's listening to this who's... You know, heart just literally just stopped at that suggestion. Look, I, I get it. I I know that there, and and there's a lot to say about a a Glock that is good. I I totally admit that. I I know that they're fine firearms. I do, and I totally admit that. I just don't happen to like them from an aesthetic standpoint. They're wildly uninteresting to me. I I don't much care for. How I don't care for their out-of-the-box trigger, for sure. And quite honestly, whenever I handle almost anything else, be it a SIG, a Walther, a Ruger, anything else, I've tried all kind. even a Springfield. I've tried every other make of subcompact and full-size pistols, and I don't have anywhere near the distaste, except for Smith & Wesson, uh... I don't have anywhere near the distaste with any of those that I do with the Glock. I will say that the Smith & Wesson is close to the Glock for me. I don't like the shields. I I, I know, don't. A lot of it for me has come down to shootability. Um, my problem is is that something like a shield or the Smith & Wesson M&Ps 
and then the Glocks slide bite the hell out of me. The SIGs, the H and Ks, um, don't. Uh, and that's fair comment. Okay, now, however, however you want to say, oh, he's noodling, you know, or whatever it is. Well, it doesn't really matter. Well, it's shootability for me. Yeah, it's it's that's why there's different firearms, right? I I fell in love with the Beretta ninety, excuse me, uh, Beretta ninety two as soon as I started shooting it. I'm like, oh, this is how a full frame firearm is supposed to feel. I get it now. When I when I looked around, to your point. When I looked around and I went, I bet you the cheetah feels exactly like this, only smaller. By all accounts, that's exactly what it is. Now, the problem is, good luck finding one right now. Well, they're not manufacturing them. At the yeah, moment. they're that's not manufacturing, I... and nobody's selling them. And that's why when I saw that somebody was manufacturing a clone, it was kind of like, well, maybe he'll like that. I, I kind of do like that. Have you? So you've just seen it. You haven't, like... No, I, I, haven't, I haven't even had one in my hand. I've had other Saz products before. I've had their 1911s in my hand before, and they feel like a 1911. Um, so like a 1911 or like a Rock Island 1911? Like a Rock Island 1911. Okay, well, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not it, bad. We're, no, we're not talking about a SIG or Kimber 1911. They don't feel like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but... As far as just a solidly built, put together firearm, who yeah. who makes that? I forget. Um, I don't. Oh, that's an excellent question. I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> uh, the question. Well, I mean, I know they're they're. It, well, Saz is the actual manufacturer, and that's who it's coming from out of Turkey. But who's importing them? I don't know if it's Century EAA or what. Oh well, Century doesn't have the best name in the world, but well, yeah, but Century's the one importing the Canix. And the Tri-Stars, so they can't be doing that bad. Uh, Tysus Faith 13 overview, Beretta 84 Cheetah clone. Uh, let's see here. SDS imports Tysus Faith B380. Well, I haven't had the best luck with SDS this week, but... Uh... And, and, and when I'm, go- I'm duck-duck going it, I'm getting Tulsa School of the Arts. <laughs> Tulsa School of the Arts. <laughs> well, let's see if we can find this sucker. Hold on here. Pistols, Faith 13. Okay. It's a Beretta clone. It's exactly. Just, it's just a Faith 13 B380. It's a Cheetah clone. And, you know, a couple of different places have basically bought old Beretta manufacturing, uh, to, um, the entire tooling systems and just started building them. I know I know Taurus did that back when they were down in Brazil, and that's where you got the Taurus 92. Yeah. Um, I know that's what Gerson did and started creating the Gerson Regard. 400 bucks if I could get a Cheetah. If I could get a Cheetah clone for 400 bucks, like these things are saying, that's not bad. The thing I sent you, I think, said only like 350 or something like that. Yeah. But then yeah. by the time by the time you pay for by the time you get, yeah by the time transfer. you get that's what I'm talking about like by the time you get shipping and transfer out you're you're probably around four hundred four four twenty five something like that but still that's that's pretty good looking I mean it's not shiny like a a cheetah always was but it's it's a little more matted but you but you could put the grips on it and have a blast yeah see that's what I was thinking you could just take some uh, some like rose you know find some rosewood or something like that somewhere and you know you're good. You know, I mean, it's like, okay, here you go. And if they tra- and if they are clones, the grips for a cheetah should transfer. They should. They should. Uh, now, 
again, there's no telling. But uh, I could always make grips for it, too. So, I mean, there's that. <laughs> I don't have the guns I was waiting for you to make grips for. <laughs> yeah, yeah that didn't, they didn't even last that long. Oh, they rotated it out so fast. But uh, all that to say, I did get rid of the fab arm. It's, uh, it was kind of sad. I'll be able to get it back if I really want to. But here's the funny part. I went, uh, I went shooting yesterday, and after the whole SDS uh, fiasco, I shot the Beretta and the SX4 all day. And you know... Oh, you know what? What? I completely got it wrong, and here's the absolutely hilarious part. It wasn't a Saz. It's an SDS Imports. Yeah, that's what I was looking at here. The SDS Imports Faith 13. I'm like, I don't think I, I haven't had the best luck with SDS this week. I'm just scrolling past that going, ooh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it, in. look, everybody has weird problems. Uh, I'll give you a, an example, right? The Beretta A300 Ultima, which is the Beretta that I have. It is a fine shotgun. Everybody who sees it loves it. It is, it is synthetic. It's Cerakoted. It is indestructible. Uh, but but the Gould brothers from uh, Target Focus Life and all that, they were having trigger problems with it. The trigger wouldn't reset after they shoot it. And apparently that's been, uh, you know, you get about, I don't know, 200, 300 rounds through it, and, and there's a lot of them that are having trigger problems. Uh, you know, a lot of the first release Ultimas are having trigger problems. It's not unheard of that you have weird machining issues or it, it was it it didn't wasn't made to the manufacturer to the right tolerance there could be any number of things with it and it doesn't matter whether it's a large company a small company well established high end low end it doesn't really matter All, everybody has these kinds of issues with... Hell, as as much as I love six hours they have a terrible reputation for basically beta testing their firearms on their customers uh, they sure do uh, now, once they get it right, it's a pretty damn good gun. Oh, absolutely. But it may take them a few iterations to get there. You know, uh, Colt was having problems with the new Pythons. Uh, uh, the the new Brown and High Power, Springfield was having problems with the High Power clone. It was jamming. You know, there's, they'll fix it. And and they'll work out those problems and they'll, they'll get those, those issues handled and everything. But, Every company has, so you can't just come down on SDS and say, well, Sean's blew the choke out of his gun. It's a crappy gun. Maybe. Okay, maybe. But maybe not. It, it may have just been this was unlucky. It may have just been the choke was backed out and nobody knew about it because it, it was new or it wasn't machined quite right or had a, a defect with the choke or a defect with the threads or any number of things. So you can't just crap all over a manufacturer just because something happens. Now, that said, you could go, yeah, I had one almost blow up on me, and that's a valid comment, okay? <laughs> right? that's... I don't shoot that anymore. <laughs> well, why not? Well, it's okay as long as you cut the choke out of it. I don't trust it unless you do that. So it it could be that that it was having a bad day, but it's also very valid that you guys hear these stories and take them into account. And that's... 
that's all I'm saying with, with the SDS. Uh, it could be a great gun. And mine just may have been unlucky, or I—I I mean, I guess it could have been user error. I mean, I tightened the choke the night before. I—I I wouldn't have thought twenty rounds with a choke in it after it had been tightened down the day before would have allowed for it to back out. I—I've uh, had chokes where where I've had to tighten them up after I don't know a hundred, hundred and fifty rounds. I've seen that happen where they start backing out half a thread, and you're like, huh, that's a little loose, and you tighten it back down real good. I've had that happen after three quarters of a box. No, <laughs> no, that's that's a new one. But uh, hey, we'll we'll see what happens with it. I'll I'll eventually get in touch with the manufacturer and uh, uh, see what they do about it. My guess is because these are so cheap and so you know and imported and everything, there's not just barrels laying around. So what they may tell me is, hey, we'll send you a new barrel. It'll be here in six months. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm gonna cut this one off. <laughs> And use it until until then. Uh, and you know, I don't feel that the gun is unsafe. Uh, after we, you know, I I I would feel a little weird shooting it as is. You know, I I don't deal with bulged metal or or deformed metal. I'll cut it back like an inch or two back from the point of stress and just do a cylinder. And at that point, there's nothing to restrict anything, right? So oh yeah, yeah no, it I should mean, be fine at that. Point. Yeah, it should be fine. It's shit through a goose at that point. Who cares? But uh, it's it's very interesting, uh, just some of the the issues that you have, and and hey, you've heard it here. <laughs> I didn't make this up. I've got pictures of it. I will post them on the cat or post them on the cast picture. Uh, you can see what happened to the barrel, and uh, kind of what was the the stresses we're talking about and the damage we're talking about, and and uh, you know decide for yourself. I mean, do do whatever. So it uh, it doesn't hurt near as much as selling that fab arm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know hey the life goes on you know i had other guns i love to shoot and and i'm gonna now, continue to get other guns now did you happen to look at one of the children and just look at them and go you gotta be happy i can't sell you oh you know we we joke shannon and i joke all the time there was a uh a kind of a, a geek fair i don't know if it was a comic con or what it was but uh we went at one point and shannon found one of those replica thundercat sort of omens oh god that lit yeah. up and 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 shined on the ceiling no, no i've and, i've actually seen that one yeah it's it's amazing it's like the 1200 dollar one and I, she's like oh, we just uh, we just don't have 1200 dollars to spend on the thing. And this is like 10 years ago and when the kids were really little and we were seriously broke as you are and as, as a new parent and she's like you think we could sell the big one for this? <laughs> so I don't think they take that in trade. <laughs> the oh, woman... they, no, no, no. They do at Walmart these days if you read the news. Yeah, exactly. The woman leaned over. She's like, I got four of my own, and I don't take any extras. <laughs> 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 so now Shannon and I joke, and, you know, whenever we're, we see something we really want where it's just too expensive or whatever, and I'm like, see, I told you, we should have sold the big one <laughs> for Thundercat Sword. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's like, yeah, we really missed the boat on that one, didn't we? <laughs> See, we wouldn't have her, but we'd have a Thundercat sword, and that would be awesome. Kayla's <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's 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 one of those deals, you know. You just if you gotta laugh about that kind of stuff because it's not it's not gonna get any better. 
if you don't. No. <laughs> so we've heard from me, and I still have not seen, I have not seen anywhere close to me uh, at all a Cowboy Tactical revolver from heritage i know and, and i actually have been looking and i and i, I don't know 100 percent sure that they've actually released them to be sold because they're not on their website yet yeah i mean i've seen the gun i've seen them at shows and stuff but i i haven't seen one and i've i've talked to like i called four stores this week i said do you have one do you have one coming if so i will but i will give you my credit card right now reserve it for me and they're like no, why would we even? No, we, <laughs> we don't need to order that. <laughs> like, no, it's amazing. You know, the the last shop I had to explain like what it is and send him a link and everything. And he goes, "What do you need that for?" I'm like, "It's not about needing." Need? Oh no, no, need has nothing to do with it. Yeah, you know, need is is a strong word. Want. There's where you're stuck. Do, do you ask a gambling addict why they need to throw the dice one more time? Yeah, there's no reason they need it. Uh, they want it, yes. You know, but I think that's as soon as I can get my hands on one, it will be mine. So I, that's it, it, you know to to round that off because I know you're going to ask the question. That's my next one that I have my sights on. I know it is coming home like a cheetah. You know, whether I get a clone or uh, although it's an SDS and I'm a little not happy with those right now. Um, you know, if I found a cheetah, of course, I would pick that up. But I think I have in the next month or two a lot more chance to run across that Heritage Cowboy Tactical than I do a good looking cheetah or even a crappy looking cheetah uh, out in the wild, I should say. So. Oh. I have to admit, I'm kind of going through addict withdrawal sort of thing to the point where I'm having to talk myself out of guns that I know I won't like and don't need. <laughs> you know? What have you talked yourself out of so far? Um, well, I, I just bought a P30, and there's a full-size P30 in in the case at the at the store. It's called, like, no, 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 I, I don't need that. <laughs> um. Uh, I talked myself out of a uh, baby eagle. Oh no, you definitely don't need a baby. Eagle. No, no. See, the other thing is, is nine millimeter or not, I do not need a desert eagle. No question. I don't know. I shouldn't have one. All right, but if you sell that P thirty, you call me first. Oh no, no, I will. So th- th- I like HKs. <laughs> that's basically what I'm going through at the moment. Is just a that that. I, I need to, to, to get something new, but there's nothing that's really actually the right thing out there right now. Well, I don't really disagree with that. I I I know I want the Cowboy Tactical 22 Heritage Revolver. Uh, that's something I want. I want a Beretta Cheetah. That's something I want. But those are uh, hell. I came across a Beretta 92 FS and and looked at that for a few moments and went, eh, no. I mean, I've got no. Just out of curiosity, how much was it? Um, I believe it was six ninety nine, which is the other reason why I didn't want to do it. Yeah, those things are getting expensive now. I mean, they're I mean, they've never them. been cheap, but um, yeah, there's there's a lot of them around. I I did notice. Uh, I went to my local big box gun store, my favorite one. And 
I walked past, and they're pretty low on shotguns right now. And I'm looking around, and there's like tons. I don't know, 15 870 Expresses in 12 gauge. Oh, like, yeah. Just a ton of them. I'm like, what is going on? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, Remington's shipping 870s again. I'm like, do you have any Wingmasters? Holy crap, that's awesome. And he goes, oh, no, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Well, uh, actually, um, oh, geez, and we're going back to this again. I know we've done this again. Remington, who's who's making the, the Marlins now? Ruger. Ruger, that's right. Well, they, they finally started releasing Marlins again. But do you want to know what the funny thing is with the, the one that they've actually, the caliber that they've released first? 30-30. No, that's actually, that's actually what I would have thought of. I, that's what I thought. I mean, I, that would be, everybody loves a 30-30. No, 270? 45-70. 45 they were what the hell for what what grizzly the, the are only you thing, down? the only thing i can think of is is that um henry it with has actually done very very well with their 45 70s um over the past couple of years um just kind of like pushing that round again for some reason uh and i think they figured let's see if we can jump out and compete with henry with those but those seem to be the first ones coming out of the 45 70s well, I have thoughts on that, but I mean, oh, I hell, I I've shot one and I thought my shoulder was going to come out. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's a three hundred Win Mag or anything like that. I mean, it's it's smaller. No, but... but but quite frankly, you know, I had to, and, and I I figured it out, but I had to learn how to control the recoil on my forty four Magnum. Yeah, a forty five seventy was like there's this is just no fun. <laughs> I mean, I. I guess it's not even really uh, as as powerful as a 308 or anything like that. I mean, even the. Uh, I mean, because the it, it, it's it's a it's a very large round. It's a large it round. I mean, the foot per second is somewhere in the sixteen seventeen hundred range, if if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, it's not terribly fat. Like a 308's got a thousand FPS on it, I think, and and a a a 300 wind mag's more than that. So, I mean, what is this thing competing against that you need a, a 45-70 in a lever action? I mean, a 270 goes faster. I mean, like, what? Yeah, it's a big bullet. I mean, I'll, I'll totally uh, give you that. Grizzly bear country? I guess. I mean, I, I just don't really see it. I mean, everything's faster than that. So, I mean, really what you're what you're looking for is, is the the pop right it's it's the power because right? it's it's like a, over a 300 grain bullet isn't it oh yeah it's 350 huge. grain or something i mean it's it's a big bastard well think uh, about it it's you, you look at a, at a 45 acp it's the same size slug it's just then you've got an extra you've got like double the powder behind well it. yeah i mean it's not a necked round either it's just it's like this solid big giant thing i mean it's 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 a lot of bullet it's not even a I mean, it's a conical bullet, but it's not a spear point. I mean, it's just no. it, it's just this conical, big, I mean, lead. Um, 
I mean, I guess it was really... I mean, it's a Buffalo round, effectively. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could take... I've heard of Moose being down by the 4570. That makes sense, actually. Um, now, it's... I, 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 I guess what I'm kind of curious about is is what the thought process behind it. Are they talking about the the classic, you know, Western would that would have almost been like a 45 Colt instead if you wanted to do that? Um, you know, I would have thought a 30-30, 44 Magnum, 45 Colt would have been a more productive way to start. I, I'll be honest, man. I I love my 44 Mag. In, in lever action that that Henry oh, so you, you you sent it is it is amazing uh, we have we have taken I have lent it to several people they they've taken it for hogs uh, I've gotten a, a guy do a deer with it uh, there's now it was under a hundred yards I mean with a 44 mag you're really talking under a hundred yards so but in Texas brush country which is where I live that's very doable uh, everything. <laughs> Almost all, almost all your shots, if you're really hunting, are going to be under 100 yards uh, in, around where I live. Now, there's some areas where there's long shots and, and hills and stuff. But um, generally speaking, everything's under 100 yards here. So so 44 mag or a 30-30 do just fine at 100, 120 yards. And most of the stuff anybody's going to take is under 75. So that would make way more sense to me. At least to me, and a lot of other places in the in the country are like that. Where and and I don't know what's the average distance. I mean, that's a that's a good question. Average distance for uh, yeah. You talking about for hunting deer? You know, hunting deer, hunting. You know, okay, so. You, I think you, if you're in wide open spaces with elk, you could be talking anywhere from you know five to six hundred yards. But yeah, um, that's most that's a different places that deal. are yeah. either mountainous, mountainous or forested. You're to be talking two to three at most. Yeah, and that's at most. Okay. Most of the most of the people I know who hunt around uh, around here and and around here, I mean, the main up in Pennsylvania, are hunting with a thirty out six. Yeah, well, that's that's gonna do it. <laughs> Okay, so they say the national average for big game hunting in the United States. So that's that's any uh, small and large game hunting. The national average. Now that's not any of the stuff like in between. So like you're not your, you know, your mountain elk where you're shooting like you're saying three, four hundred yards. But the national average is fifty yards or under. Makes sense. All right, so. That's that's not outside of the way. Now, um, they say that there's a lot more over 50 than there are under 50. So uh, so your 50 to 100 yards is your next and, biggest and group. And I'm pretty sure that at 50 yards, I could take something with the iron sights without any hesitation. I know I, I need I yeah. wouldn't even need a scope for that. I know I can, and yes, you can. I've taken that Henry and stopped a bore with it. I, I have done that. Uh, I've done it with a shotgun. I've done it with a Henry. I've done, and I did a coyote with that Henry too. Uh, so I, I know that I can do it at 50, 60 yards, open sight. I can do an animal the size of a dog or bigger. So you're talking your hogs, your coyote, your wolf. Um, 
you know, I, I the only deer I've harvested in the last five years is uh, well, no, I guess I did too, but uh, the the last one in the last five years uh, was at thirty five yards with a twenty gauge slug. You know, I'm sitting there in a deer blind and the doe just came bouncing out and I'm like, and nobody oh, wants okay. a doe. Yeah, nobody wants a doe. And they were like, well, I'm not wasting a tag on that. I'm like, well, I do. Can I go home now? <laughs> You're thinking horns. I'm thinking dinner. Yeah, I'm thinking meat. Okay, And that looks like there's some meat on that. So I'm just going to go ahead and do this. So it was it was the last deer I did and, and I don't really feel the need to do that. But um, it, it was a work hunting trip. So I. But they they're saying the national average is fifty yards, so that should be just fine. Now forty five seventies, that's a lot of round, man. For I mean, it's not the velocity isn't as much, but it's got a lot of energy, and it's damn, that's a big bullet. <laughs> as I said, I, I I was I was expecting either thirty thirty or one of the pistol caliber round to come out. You, you, I wasn't expecting three fifty seven because you can't really find three fifty seven that still these days to some extent. Um, but 45 Colt, 44 Magnum, 30-30, that's what I was expecting to see. We've got plenty of 30-30. Uh, we've got plenty of 44 Mag. We've got, actually got a lot of 44 Mag here. So it's it's really like a lot of those guys with those lever actions and stuff doing 44 Mag carbines, we're perfectly happy. I picked up three, four boxes uh, just the other day just to have them. And now they were expensive, but you could find them in your brand, in, you know, in, in whatever that you wanted to have so they had multiple brands available for you so uh i i really wasn't upset about it the only thing i still can't find is six five creedmoor because uh, when they get it it just snaps off the shelf because everybody's got a six five you know i have seen that a couple of places before do you have like a limit that you're willing to spend on it yeah well i'd, I'd love it for under 60 bucks a box <laughs> you know Okay. Next time I'm shopping around, if I see it, I'll, I'll snag you a couple boxes and just ship them to you. Okay. Like yeah. Six five Creedmoor under sixty bucks. I'll take two or three. Not a problem. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, so I, it would, but there's there's almost every and if you need five five six or seven six two, we have aisles worth here. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't have any problem with that. We st- I. I ever- <laughs> I still pick up a couple of boxes every time I go past Cabela's because they still have aisles and aisles and aisles of Winchester white box 556 and 762. Not that I have a 762, but the 556, it, it, oh, jeez. And they're like, please take some. <laughs> take as many as you want. Are they getting cheaper or are they just holding on price? Uh, holding on price. They're, they're still $13 a box. That's not bad. Twelve ninety nine a box for for five five six. No, that's that's really good. <laughs> I wish I had a five five six. Uh, no, it's it's not uh, it's not. And there's plenty of two two three here too. So any of those. Well, surprisingly enough, and it's actually the first time that that's that I've seen it happen is the five five six at thirteen dollars a box of the Winchester white box is actually cheaper than the two two three at the moment. Yeah. No, I've seen that too. Uh, the the nine millimeter is cheaper than the three eighty here, which has always kind of been the case. Now they're about the same. Uh, now they're about the same price, so you can get three eighty for about the same price as you can get nine millimeter. Uh, um, so. as as long as you're willing to buy aluminum, and I am, I, I am too, and that's what it is. Absolutely, yes, it is aluminum. 
yeah, it's no, not brass. Brass is still pretty expensive, but if yeah. you're willing to buy aluminum, uh, and I have no problem with aluminum. I don't have a single firearm that won't eat aluminum all day long. I haven't had any trouble with the aluminum rounds at all. Uh, I've been running I, them through the spectrum like like butter, and it's just been fine. The only the only thing I've ever had problems with is steel rounds. Um, that I have had. I've had an issue of them nicking the steel on the way out and just kind of like the sears kind of ripping them a little bit or, or getting a little stuck. Uh, I'm not sure why that is. Uh, just on different still like the, uh, the Beretta will eat anything. The Beretta does not care. However, I have noticed it pings a lot more. Just a ping, 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 uh, when it, when it ejects out of the Beretta. Uh, it still shoots and it still cycles, but it does ping a lot harder. And I'm not sure what's going on in there for that, but it hasn't jammed at all. Uh, the Spectrum eats the aluminum stuff. I haven't put steel in the Spectrum. Uh, that's I don't have to do that with 380s because we've always I've always been able to find aluminum or brass, but brass is a little more expensive here. Yeah. Uh, but who knows? It uh, that could change at any given time, I suppose. But uh, you got anything else, sir? I do not. Right on. Well, we will. Uh, I will let you guys know if I find anything uh, going on with the SDS, or let you know how that turns out, or if they just tell me to, to pound sand, whatever it is. And uh, going on further, we can't wait to bring you more fabulous gun uh, or you know mediocre gun content as we <laughs> go forward into the year. You guys have a great week, and we will see you next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.